Hello, 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 and some more hello. This is Kitty Man, and I'm going to be your host. Welcome to the B Podcast. I'm really grateful that you have decided to give a listen to the B Podcast. What we will often cover is just anything and everything towards us becoming the people that we're supposed to be. So these episodes are dear to my heart. They will be controversial, sometimes not. You know how I am, it depends on the mood and the people that we invite onto the podcast. So this very first episode hopefully will share the heart of what it is that we will often cover. Enjoy. I think one of the first moments when I realized that my blackness is a problem (laughs) was when I arrived at Ridgeville Primary School. I joined them in 1998 for my grade five. And you know, I'd come from a good government school. I'm, you know, the ones where it's mostly black, some cool white kids. And we were in the middle of Pretoria. I was, um, you know, one of their top students. <laughs> I, I, I distinctly remember receiving the award for being the best foundation phase learner between grade one and grade three, meaning that in that time I was consistently the best. So I came to Ridgeville with my confidence being sky high. I, I knew I was smart. Dare I say I... I I knew that I was probably gifted somehow in terms of, you know, school books and stuff. It was something I felt I knew how to do very well. And you know what, it's possible that even that school in Pretoria was racist, but I wouldn't have noticed. It was home. So when I arrived at Ridgevale, I, I got placed into a class where it was all white kids. I was, this black kid was about to spoil everything. It didn't take too long for them to let me know that in fact they divide their kids by intelligence and that my marks coming from Pretoria meant that I deserved to be with the smart kids and deserved to be the only black kid in the class. I remember the teacher telling me that it was possible that my previous school lied about my results or that maybe it was just too easy and that I probably didn't belong in this classroom. When I look back, perhaps this person assumed that I came from some township school that wrote their reports with a ballpoint pen. I felt their cold shoulder repeatedly and, you know, my confidence took a knock. I underperformed at that school. I guess I fit into their stereotypes. I I think maybe now they've gotten better at embracing black kids, but I, I still feel like it's a school and a space that kills the young, gifted, and black, unless we were palatable to their taste. You know, it, was all, it always feels like they, they are that kind of school that just allows a few few black kids to be their top students, their top athlete, their top star. 
But in fact, if you're average, like most human beings are, and unfortunately, if you're also black on top of that, you will hardly matter. And that's what makes, you know, racism such a laborious thing. It takes so much energy from you as a victim. Always wondering if you're seeing things, if you perhaps sparked the racial response. Perhaps you're making things worse by labeling it as racist. And then on top of that, you add the extra identity of being a Christian and a Christian in the suburbs. And then tackling racial issues becomes rather complicated. Why does it feel like the church wants you to deny your blackness if you're a Christian? You know, it is a lie that everyone at church lays down their identity for Christ. Because they made Jesus white. They made Christianity Western. So it feels like being correct theologically is to assimilate to the whitish feel of church. I think, I think that is what causes the church to be so charitable with those that are poor, but not push for structural reform and work hard to break things like institutional racism. We do things to appease the guilt that the privileged feel, but never do the things that could threaten their very existence of that privilege. And boy, does one feel guilty as a black person when you realize that you are part of the problem. That your gifts are not used to the fullest because that may threaten those who want to hold on to their privilege. How many times have you felt like that token black person used to deliver terrible and unjust rules to the masses? Because they know. They know if they made the rule, people would call it racist. But if you made the rule, well, well, maybe you know it's wisdom. But look, I did have agency back then. I can't only blame those who had authority over me. I did assimilate. I fit it in. I did believe that unity and the Kumbaya way was the only way to go. You see, racial unity in my eyes could only come if I sacrificed my black needs for the vision of non-racialism. And I regret that. I believe it stunted my value to the world because the townships that birthed us, raised us, and withstood the indecency of those environments needs the young, gifted, and black to not forget where they came from. We're supposed to take up spaces and speak from our identity. The unity we are asked to perform cannot come at the cost of changing the spaces that birthed us. I have to resist the temptation to believe that inequality, poverty, injustice, and access to basic needs is an impossible thing to solve or change in my generation. Because I know that that would mean many kids don't get to ever be like me. And that's unacceptable. Believing it is what will make me only think of myself and my family. That mansion that I may one day live in and that fancy car I may one day drive in should never come at the cost of my Ubuntu conscience. One that looks at the black child's suffering and simply prays for them. Really, pray only. <laughs> Did God give me my gifts 
and talents so that I pray eloquently for others and build my material empire. To be young, gifted, and black is to be a nation builder consciously seeing how I can change the lived experiences of black people in South Africa. I must not forget how easily the roles could swap and I would be that person with nothing. It isn't an idea that's improbable. It's a reality that I have to thank God for not being true. But also wonder why God would decide to give me the gifts, the talents, and privilege to put them in full display. I hope as we go forward with this podcast, we will be able to be whatever it is that God placed in us. And if you are black, that you will hear the call to be young, gifted, and black, and proud, and active in ensuring that there are more young, gifted, and black people who will do the same. We need to love God, love people, lose unite.